War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Best lawn ever, guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy, lawndoctor.com, lawndoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code. Get a quick, easy a quote. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Take Get part of their premium eight-service program. Early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer, Grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, Lawn Doctor, online at lawndoctor.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. We've made it to Friday. The weather over the next few days you just heard is certainly going to improve. This portion of the program brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Make it a great day. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right off of Silver Spring Street. Delicious calzones, sandwiches, pies, sausage and pepper, wimpy skimpy, Ron's Pastry Gourmet, Trump 2024 chocolate donuts. Let's go Brandon Donuts. Everything big fresh. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 7 to 2. And unfortunately, they're going to be closing soon in early June. But they're open now. They've had a great run. And they want to serve you today. Make it a great day at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Again, right off of Silver Spring Street. Just put that into your GPS. Next to AAA. And remember, free coffee for first responders in military. Well, folks, again, we have made it to uh, Friday. And then today's one of those days. I mean, it is Friday the 13th. I am, I am very, I'm just fascinated and intrigued by the election that is uh, the primary that's going to take place on Tuesday. You know, I, I played her video uh, yesterday on the show. Her name is Kathy Barnett. It is remarkable how she is absolutely surging. And I couldn't believe it last night. I mean, Sean Hannity is, is actively trying to take this person down. She's a Republican. It's a primary. Um, I, I'm just... I, I, I don't remember seeing anything like this. They're absolutely trying to push this Dr. Raz over the finish line. But I'm not convinced. I, I it, It's all going to be on Tuesday. So now before I play her video, I played it yesterday. It's really remarkable. And I I think it's the best campaign video I've seen so far in 2022. But before I do that, I also want to mention, folks, you want to talk about Today's Democrat Party, crack pipe found in safe smoking kit, funded by taxpayers. You know, what's going on with the Democrat Party? President Biden, Governor McKee, why are they sending crack pipes, sending that out? Safe smoking kits recently obtained. Five major U.S. cities contain crack pipes and other drug paraphernalia. Boston, New York, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, and Richmond. Blocks from the Capitol, two elementary schools had a harm reduction center offering pipes and other paraphernalia. Smoke, crack, and meth. Meth mouth. Terrible. And now Governor McKee, who's basically the same as President Biden, they want to bring it to Rhode Island. The government, our government, under the taxpayers, excuse me, under the Democrats, are handing out crack pipes. Gee, I wonder what that's encouraging. What is wrong with these people? But I want to get to this um, this Kathy Barnett. It is really remarkable. Uh, I want to play her video. And I also want to play, and I'm telling you, I mean, I, I'm just stunned at how aggressively Sean Hannity has a full, he, he is a full, um, they call it a, a, a thread on Twitter. Right now, the, the front page of the Philadelphia Inquirer, Trump, others in GOP, trying to stop Barnett. Her surge comes late. The long knives are out. I, I just, I, I can't believe how much he's trying to take her down and go after her. 
And I even tweeted that. And then it's interesting. Some very high-profile people on Twitter uh, retweeted me. Sebastian Gorka and then uh, another individual as well. But Sean Hannity, you know, under pressure from President Trump, Hannity's under pressure to get her on and was told to take her down on it, take her, take her down. So she responded, hey, listen, I'll debate Dr. Oz on your show. Set that up. And then they're hesitating. So I, I think it's I think it's too late. I think she has too much momentum. Today's Friday. It's going to surge into the weekend. I don't think they're going to be able to stop this woman. And I want you to just listen to, uh, with all the noise out there, This kid, now it's not a commercial because it's four minutes long, but you have to listen to, and she served our country. She's a veteran, Kathy Barnett. Listen to her story. Incredible video. It wasn't a choice. It was Alabama, a life. Very rural, one-stop sign town called you Lynchburg. Know? Getting ready to go to college, I decided to go into the Army Reserves. I had to go get my birth certificate, mainly because the name was different. The name I had always grown up with was Nelson, but then come to find out there was something completely different on my birth certificate. Listen to this. Clearly, I could have done the math and realized just how young my mother was Twelve. when she gave birth to me, but it was never something that truly resonated with me until I looked at my birth certificate for the very first time and just kind of studied it. Her gender, they called her a Negro girl, and that was the first thing I saw, and it just kind of grabbed my heart. But then I saw her age, and she was 12. And that just really struck a chord in me because I realized just how young my mother was when something so horrible had visited upon her. Even to this day, it's a very hard word to say, but my mother was raped. Given her young age, 11, at 11 years old, my father being 21, it was her. We was all devastated. This is the mother. My mother said, you know, you're pregnant, so we're going to get through this. And she helped me get through it. I don't want to use the word choice. She was going to be born. I didn't have a choice to say, you're going to live, I'm going to abort you. That wasn't a choice for me. And I thank God it wasn't a choice for me. As a child, I knew no difference. I was loved, and um, I felt loved. It gave me a greater appreciation for my mother. It helped me to forgive a lot of the mistakes someone at that age, having gone through such trauma, would have made in their own parenting. But it definitely made me become very adamant about the sanctity of life, of all life, regardless of their conception, regardless of how they arrived, that I am <laughs> valuable, I'm worthy, and my life has purpose. Before the foundation of the world, God saw me, and he decided that I would be, and he said in his word that not only did I see you, but I called you, I predestined you. And so as a Christian, I believe in the value of life, that when I was in my mother's womb, he was knitting me together. Even among Christians, even among staunch conservatives, an exception to the rule of being pro-life for many is in the case of rape. And yet my life has value. From me has come two very beautiful and charming and smart kids married to a wonderful husband. We've made a life for ourselves and none of this would have happened if the exception to the rule had applied regardless of how old you are and how the child was conceived that child deserve a chance and if i had made that choice where would i be at right now without my daughter the hardest struggle for my mother or the hardest thing for her to overcome i think is just the effects of the trauma itself and that is why i think it's so important to help people understand that the trauma has already been inflicted the child should not be inflicted with the consequences that squarely belongs on the one who inflicted the trauma. You have to be able to see the difference. Aborting me would not have eased the trauma that my mother suffered. 
aborting me would not have allowed me to be in a place today where I can now take care of my mother. It's just amazing to see them grow up. Regardless of how my life started out, I'm blessed. I'm not left with bitterness. I'm left with overwhelming sense of gratitude that not only did God see value in my life, but that my family saw value in my life. I'm very grateful for that. I'm eternally grateful that they chose to allow me to be born. I mean, that is just remarkable, folks. And... You know, unfortunately, and again, you're listening to the John DePietro show. That is Kathy Barnett. I think she's on the verge of winning the Republican primary uh, for Senate in Pennsylvania. I think she is. That is the most, that is one of the most powerful videos I've seen in a very long time. And I also, I know this isn't going to seem fair, but you can, you contrast that to the Ashley Kalis, you know, the fighter. She's in the boxing ring commercial where she looks like she's filming a commercial. When it comes on, you think it's for the heavy hitter right? The attorney that's on air. Um, I think she is, that message and that video is meeting the moment where we are right now. And it also shows the importance of the problem with all this early voting is if you, if this were in Rhode Island, right, right now, there are people saying, you know what, that's who I'm voting for. And if they voted two weeks ago, it's too late. If they voted last week, it's too late. Voting should come down to the end. This business of the early vote, it's wrong. You know, it, that, that's like trying to decide a game in the seventh inning or in the eighth inning. I'm so appalled at the lack of leadership when it comes to voting in, in Rhode Island. It's, it's just nothing short of appalling. It's wrong. It shouldn't happen. Um... They, they don't care about integrity. They don't care about safe elections. And I am also very, very disappointed in the leaders in the Rhode Island Republican Party for not doing more and making more waves. And whether it is in the state Senate, Jessica De La Cruz failed at that press briefing, failed when it passed in the Senate. She failed. I don't know how else to describe it. You know, that's like trying to say the Celtics the other night. Well, they, they basically won. They did really well through most of the game. They lost. We have to stop coddling these people. And in the House, you know, I have uh, I have respect and admiration for Filippi, Chippendale, and also for uh, Newberry. Where are they? Make some noise. What's the point of having elections if they're going to be stolen away? I don't hear any of them talking about 2,000 mules. But doesn't what does voting not matter to them? See, they don't care because they don't have to deal with statewide elections in Providence. As I have said repeatedly, so much of this is centered around illegal, wrong people that are voting who should not be voting in Providence. Now, those people don't care because they don't have to deal with Providence. But where they're short-sighted is nothing moves ahead because of the Providence vote. Kathy Gregg of the Providence Journal revealed this week what I have been saying, which is, and Tim Dodd, our legal expert, said, I'm going to replay it. Illegals are voting in Rhode Island. Illegals are on the voting rolls. The Rhode Island Board of Elections even admitted they don't ask if someone's a citizen. They just, oh, no, that you don't need proof of citizenship. And even if they did, there's no mechanism to check it. What does that mean? It means if someone is lying, if someone says, oh, no, I'm an American citizen, but they're actually from pick a country, Mexico, Guatemala, Colombia, there's no mechanism to determine that. And the Rhode Island Board of Elections on record have said we don't check for citizenship. It's wrong. And and what do people, what do uh, Nelly Gorbea and Matos, oh, no, those people don't. They know. They know there's a penalty if they vote. That, that's like saying, you know, people don't speed. They know they get if they get caught, they know if they get caught, they're going to have to pay the ticket. But what if there's no one out there even looking for speeders? You know, what's the point of having something if there's no one there to enforce it, whether it's a, a law or a mechanism or just a, you know, as I talk about, look at those speed cameras in, in East Providence now, how the fines are racking up. Does that mean prior to this, no one was speeding around school zones 
in East Providence. No. What does it mean? It means that there was no one there looking for anyone speeding in those school zones. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. Call them, 401-949-7800. Hey, listen, Memorial Day is coming up. What a selection they have on grills. This is grilling season. I love grilling outside. And they have a great selection on grills. You know, it's it completely changes your experience if you have the proper grill. Whether it's a beautiful, you know, gas tank that I have, or maybe even, you know, they still have the charcoal. Or, of course, you can have an electric. But what a difference it makes. You know, it just... There's just something about it. And if you're someone that grills, you you know exactly what I'm talking about with, you know, for some reason, it's just, it's like you're embracing the season and the food just, it just tastes better when you're on the grill, let alone, you know, it's also contagious when other people smell, you know, a nice delicious hamburger or hot dog or steak or chicken or fish, whatever it is that you have on the grill. Folks, and they have a great selection. They've been in business since 1963, family-run business. What I love about it is you're going to deal directly with the owner. Pull right up to the front door. They're open Monday through Friday, 10 to 5. Shop local. And remember, they'll match or beat any package deal and then any appliance that you're looking for, whether it's a refrigerator, washing machine, dishwasher, stove, Jay's Broadway Appliance. Pop in. Give them the shot. That's what I like to tell people. Give them the first shot. They'll match or beat any package deal. That's where you will get your appliance and especially right now it is grill time springtime does mean grill time and remember saturday and sundays you can make an appointment so then you're not rushed jay's broadway appliance and tv 401-949-7800 located 47 cedar swamp road route 5 and that is in smithfield folks a lot more ahead you're listening to the john DePietro show propane plus for heating and cooling Call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508 252 3359. In Rhode Island, 401 401- 885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. Speaking with our legal expert, he is one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. It is attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, just curious, your thought. Uh, former Vice President Mike Pence, he uh, had some comments about how over the course of the weekend, these protesters now starting to go to the homes of the justices. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that as the police start to go out there, that there's there's some kind of lore about that. I'm just curious... As an officer of the court, your thoughts of that and, and how is that maybe looked upon within the legal community? My understanding is there's already federal legislation on the books that it is a crime. It's a felony if you attempt to intimidate a judge in order to get that judge to change his or her opinion. Hmm. Now, what's going on out there is despicable as most folks might find it, um, whether, uh, whatever side of this abortion issue you're on, the notion of going to the home of a political elected official or to a judge to intimidate them clearly and to try to get them to do what you want, right. essentially by mob rule, right. is, I think, a very disturbing development. Yeah, I don't think it's going to shake the... Um, legal reasoning of the judges who are in favor of overturning Roe. But as to the protesters, if someone is out by the judge's house holding up a sign saying, I support a woman's right to choose, I don't think that violates the law because that's a statement of belief. 
You're yep. not saying change your vote on row or we're going to firebomb your house or yeah. we're going to do something to your family or we're right. going to something like that. A threat to say, if you don't do what we want, this is what's going to happen to you. Mm. So, you know, the, the Biden administration is saying, well, political protest is something we have a long uh, tradition of engaging in. And that's a true statement. Yep. I think what's happening out at these um, the homes of these justices is right on the line. But mm. from what we've seen on the TV screens or read in print media, um, I don't know that there's any threats that are being thrown around. There's statements of belief. I support a woman's right to choose. Keep your hands off my body. You know, all the typical slogans and signs that you see at these types of rallies. I'm not sure that technically violates the law. And I think that's probably why no one has, uh, I don't believe, been arrested uh, for that purpose. Because I'm sure they would like to um, create a show trial to prove the point that this is not a violation of the law, what's going on. I think that there should be stronger legislation to make it more difficult to do these things, no matter which side of the political aisle you're on, no matter who you're um, protesting against. It seems to be more the left that goes out with these pseudo-angry, pseudo-militant yes. um, protests Yep. And if we devolve into rule by the mob versus the reasoning of judges or the good judgment or bad judgment of politicians, then we're in real trouble. Yeah. Folks, again, we're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, this next story, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I did actually speak with Big Tuna, uh, Derek, who's the motorcycle gang, and he told me that I think he's told me he was, I, I met him through someone that he was locked up at the ACI. This was the motorcycle gang. And he said, I think he said, Jack Cicilline, the father, looked at the evidence and told him, pack your bags, you're going home. And now it looks like the Rhode Island Supreme Court has upheld the suppression of the wiretap evidence in that motorcycle gang arrest. Well, the Supreme Court got it right. And yep. the um, Superior Court judge, Judge Vogel, got it right. Um you know, the law is the law, and sometimes applying the law um, results in things that perhaps a large segment of the population doesn't like. I'm sure lots of people would like to see um, the prosecution against these alleged motorcycle gang members who were allegedly engaged in felonious conduct face the consequences. But if you're going to have rule of law be your standard, what happened here is correct. The law regarding wiretaps requires the presiding justice of the superior court to sign the warrant, the search warrant. And in the absence of the presiding judge, the first senior associate can all, is also authorized by statute to, to execute the appropriate um, sign off on the warrant, the search warrant. Here, the presiding judge was sidelined um, due to illness and the pj thought it was inappropriate for her number two to sign the warrant because that judge would clearly be the judge who would ultimately be hearing the case if it went to trial so there could be a conflict so in a good faith effort to avoid a conflict the uh, the presiding justice went to the next senior judge and said you can sign by designation well that was a good faith error um, the PJ did not have the authority by statute to do anything but either sign off as the presiding judge or direct it to go to the most senior associate. The PJ didn't have the, the right under the statute, even though it was in total good faith, to delegate that um, right and that duty to another justice of the um, superior court. That's what Judge Vogel found at, at uh, when the suppression hearing was held. That's what the Supreme Court found that um, the judge got it right uh, in suppressing the evidence, and that guts the case. And um, the tuna there, he was in wonderful hands because Jack Cicilline is and always has been one of the top criminal defense lawyers in the state. He, he, knew, he knew what he was looking at. 
Yeah, he, he knew he had them, and he played out the hand um, very effectively. Wow. Uh, before we go to the break, Tim Dodd, what about staying local? This story, Rhode Island man seeks release from prison. 27 years from murder, didn't fire the gun. So what, what is your read on this story? Well, he's relying on the Second Chance Act, uh, which yep. um, was largely touted. It's been on the books, but um, President Trump made a lot of that by having these rallies where he would bring up to the stage people who had um, gotten a second chance, who had gotten out of jail, who had reformed their lives largely while they were in jail and have been shown to have made something of themselves after getting out of prison. And the success stories are what we like to read about. And, you know, it's affirming the goodness of man and human nature and all those good things. The guy in Rhode Island who's attempting to get out was a member of the Latin Kings. He says he's an ex-member of the Latin Kings, that he has reformed his life. He's found God. He has been a uh, mentor and counseled younger people about staying away from a life of crime. He's taken courses. I think he got an associate's degree. He's done almost everything you can do while inside to try to uh, spiff up your resume, if, if you will. Uh, I think his last infraction within the prison system was, I believe, in 2015. So he hasn't been a perfect inmate, but yep. in the last, let's say, seven years, he's he's not been booked for anything serious uh, while he's been inside. The family of the murder victim opposes this guy getting released. Um, and one wonders, you know, are you ever really an ex-gang member? And if he were to release, be released back into Rhode Island, um, could he stay out of trouble? This is a discretionary um, decision um, for the judge who's hearing this matter uh, to make. 27 years is a long time. Um, you're right, this this gentleman apparently was not the guy that pulled the trigger, but he was at the scene and he was um, part of, I believe, the post-murder effort to uh, dispose of the body. Um, so he was pretty well involved in the crime. I'm, I'm just guessing that um, his petition will not be successful. Um, uh, most mostly because the family of the murder victim is pushing hard to see that this man not get out. Yeah. Um, on paper, he would be a pretty good candidate. He's touched all mm -hmm. the right bases, but it's still yep. discretionary. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of his future will depend on which judge in the federal court here in, in Rhode Island uh, gets the case. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Attorney Tim Dodd, our legal expert, right here on the John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. We speak with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim Dodd, the uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial continues. She still needs to, uh, I believe, return to the stand. It's, we still have some ways to go with the trial here. Well, the the trial justice, the trial judge has announced that she expects this trial to wrap up on or before the uh, Memorial Day weekend. But you're right, John. Amber Heard is still on the stand and she's about to undergo cross-examination. That won't start till the week of the 16th. 
Um, there's been no trial activity this week because the trial judge has been out of town at some judicial conference or something of that nature. So Johnny Depp's team has had a week to sharpen their knives Ooh. and to really fine tune their cross-examination. We don't know everything that Johnny Depp's team knows, but I know that when showing the uh, trial video highlights, there were certain answers that um, Amber Heard was giving that um, Johnny Depp's team was literally gleeful, uh, pumping their fists, smiling, nodding their heads. Now, sometimes lawyers do that for effect to let the jury know that, you know, uh uh-oh, Amber's saying something bad. Johnny's team, you know, smells blood in the water. Sometimes it's a fake out. Sometimes it's a behavior to let the jury think that you know something that maybe you don't know, but to give the okay. perception that you're thrilled with her testimony because she's stepping in it. Yep. I, we won't really know until she undergoes cross-examination. So I think she's going to get beat up pretty good on cross by Johnny Depp's team. They seem to be much more artful in their cross-examination skills than Amber's team has demonstrated so far. But once we get rid of Amber from the stand, we wrap up her testimony. Um, Amber's team has has Johnny Depp on the witness list. This is a civil case. So in a criminal case, the Johnny Depp could have said, I don't want to testify. In a civil case, he doesn't have that right. So if they right. want to call him, he's mm-hmm. going to get up there and get a whole different series of questions from a different perspective right. that um, than he got during his case. Now, right. he has been subjected to her team's cross-examination, but... As rehearsed as both of these people are, you can tell they've been rehearsed ad nauseum, the way they speak, their affect, their physical, you know, demeanor. They just didn't wake up and walk in the courtroom. This has been well-planned and well-rehearsed. Yep. When he's up there and now he's being asked questions again, he doesn't know quite where they're coming from. So it may not be as fluid uh, testimony as he had provided when he was originally up on the stand. The other witnesses that may come in are equally important. Um, one of the witnesses is Ellen Barkin. She's yeah. an actress who's been around for a long time. Sure. She, she dated Johnny Depp, I guess, but maybe back in the 90s. She claims that during a fight that he threw a wine bottle at her, which missed and smashed against the wall. Wow. That's going to be offered as corroboration that he has the propensity to get angry and violent. Um, They're going to call uh, Amber Heard's sister. Apparently she will testify that she was there or witnessed some of this um, either violent activity, violent words, or, you know, consistent um, testimony regarding his regarding his demeanor, which from her perspective, Amber's perspective, Johnny's behavior was bad behavior was largely fueled by a combination of drugs and alcohol. Right. So she's going to get witnesses up there to corroborate her story. She needs that corroboration because some of her testimony so far, um, from what I understand, has strayed from what she has talked about in the past. So is she inventing new facts? Is she right. is she vamping up there because she's nervous or she's trying to fill every hole that could possibly exist? Um, the longer you're up on the stand, you know, it's fatiguing. You say things and maybe you make a mistake and now you don't want to backtrack. You want to try to continue on. And uh, I'm not saying she's doing that, but when a witness does that, invariably they make it worse for themselves. Folks, we're speaking with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dunn. Tim, I'm just curious, there's been a lot of talk this week, especially uh, locally with voting and certain voting legislations. And and I want to give credit, actually, Kathy Gregg of the Providence Journal. I wrote a piece on the Providence Journal and, and uh, some of the provisions that, you know, they, they threaten all these things, a penalty of perjury and so forth, but you start to realize Rhode Island is out of step with Massachusetts and Connecticut. And 
they can have all these different provisions, but if there's no mechanism to check up on it or enforce it, or you, you can have whatever you want. If there's no teeth to some of these things, if no one's ever being investigated or convicted of it, then there's no end to the amount of threat of penalty that you can have. Well, to, um, you deserve um, kudos and compliments because your op-ed was very well uh, set forth. You hit all the appropriate points. And so far, no one has come forward to successfully rebut the no. concerns that you've raised. Yep. Uh, Kathy Gregg did a nice job um, yeah. going through what the legislation is and what uh, the Secretary of State's office says. And I believe within the Gregg article, uh, Senator Ewer, who yeah. is one of the biggest abusers, I think, of yeah. the current system, um, said, well, I'm, she would be rebutting, you know, the concerns raised in the DePietro editorial. I don't think she's done it yet. No, um, I don't think she will do it. And, you know, the Secretary of State's office says, well, you know, uh, people get these, ident they can get a driver's license if they're not here legally or if they're not registered to vote and you can't use that to vote. Well, why not? Well, because right. it would be illegal. Well, what's the enforcement <laughs> mechanism? None. It's absurd. It is. And, you know, they're talking about they don't have machines that can cross-check or verify signatures. What's the difference if there's no witnesses and no notary right. clause necessary they don't know who's signing. They don't no. know where they're signing. They don't know if somebody else is signing for them. There's no way to verify this thing. And, you know, the talking point is uh, everyone should be able to vote. It should be easy to vote. Well, I don't know that we need the amount of um, time before the actual election day to have early voting with no rules, no way to enforce it, no restrictions on ballot harvesting, none of the provisions that could possibly make this legitimate. So after this next election cycle, when people start saying voter fraud again, um, you know, if, if we don't have in this country um, confidence that our voting systems are legitimate and there's not fraud and we lose faith in the, the election process, let alone who we're electing. It's just another uh, element that weakens the fabric of this society. And it's, right. I see no reason for the legislation that's been put forward unless you just want to participate in fraud. Yeah. The least fraud that we ever had was when we had the old machines with that crank. Yep. The crank would open the curtain. That's you'd right. go in there, you'd flip yep. the levers... And it was very difficult to fool around with that because there was no software involved. So That's there was right. no software to manipulate. Yep. And if you wanted an absentee ballot to get one, you had to sign an affidavit saying either you were incapacitated, you were ill, or you were out of the state or out of the country. Right. Those are the reasons, not just right. because I'm lazy and I don't want to get, a, you know, get off the couch. I'll just sit here. You mail me the ballot. So I don't have to do anything. Um, you give me the envelope. You prepay the postage for me. And maybe I'll put an X where you tell me to put an X and send it back. It's not a system that instills confidence. Um, there's many cynical people, rightfully so, who question what the government's doing. And this is just something else that will weaken people's confidence in the electoral process. As I said to you a couple of weeks ago, with what's going on, why even bother having the election? To say, well, the Democrats win, let's save the money on all this voting nonsense that we're going right. through. Because it's not something that can be trusted anymore. And Tim Dodd, in certain states, Florida, Texas, Georgia, they're, they're tightening up you know, the, the voting legislation to make sure that matters. Finally, speaking of Florida, just your thought on, uh, I think Governor DeSantis is just, he is dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's. First, he raised $105 million going after Disney for being woke. But this business where Governor DeSantis signed a bill guaranteeing that families could visit loved ones when in the hospital. You know, Tim Dodd, there was, there was so much agony and the anguish of family members that said, listen, you know, my loved one is, is dying here of COVID. And they were you know, refused the right to go and say goodbye to them or comforted them in the hospital. And, uh, you know, there's, there's lasting impact and effect of that. And 
Governor DeSantis, I think he's demonstrating what can be done in a state when you have someone in that job, the office of governor, who's listening to the people and then wants to enact legislation to improve laws and change laws. Yes, I think that uh, the legislation that he pushed through that says you have the right to go visit your loved one in the hospital is um, a good thing. Certainly, there are ways to make sure if you want to go visit your loved one. You know, if it's a COVID situation, there are certainly other situations where you have to have protections, a mask, gloves, a gown. There's certainly a number of protections that can be easily instituted. Um, You know, during COVID, I know so many people who lost their loved ones. and, And it was just cruel that they couldn't get in. And the loved ones wondering why isn't my family coming to visit me and the family's agonizing because they can't yeah. say their last goodbyes or hold right. their loved one's hand or do oh, anything. Terrible. It's, it's interesting that the uh, more wins that governor DeSantis has last week, he had a win with the um, uh, election police that he pushed through. Yes. And yeah. um, you know, the success, depending on where you stand politically, he is having some success punching back against Disney and the whole um, effort to teach sexuality to kindergartners, et cetera. Um, the more successes he has, the media uh, seems to have more of a distaste for him. Do you see that correlation, John? It's amazing. <laughs> I do. Folks, he is our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job as always, and we will talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care a problem with your heating system call re coogan heating today 401 732 6562 24-hour emergency service gas boiler oil burner coogan heating 401 732 6562 they're helpful trustworthy reliable explore their services look for them on facebook and the website is recooganheating.com residential services as coogie says let us into your home don't fix it alone. Plumbing, heating, and cooling from winter to summer. Trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls, maintenance agreements, to installation, RE Coogan Heating. Proud to help residential customers, and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority. Call them today. Now it's cold. It's going to remain cold. Call Coogan Heating today, 401 401- 732-6562. It's Kogi. It's 24-hour emergency service. Hey, not long ago, our hot water tank gave out. What did I do? Did I panic? Did I try to fix it? I called Kogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And, Dan, you write in Roadmap, the first hurdle for the Superman building I believe it arrives tonight. Yeah, tonight's when your first Rhode Island Commerce Corporation uh, is going to sign off on actually up to $20 million in tax credits, $15 million for one program, $5 million for another. Uh, that's almost half of the subsidy that the state is supposed to uh, you know, provide for the Superman building. Now, I should be clear, this one is is a done deal. They're, they're going to get their... Uh, the tax credits for this project uh, tonight. The big questions are, you know, down the line, it's, as we've talked about, can you get a 30-year tax stabilization out of the city? You know, it, can the state even pass that, that law to make it happen? So there's a lot of hurdles still to come. But, you know, this is going to be one where tonight, I think the what, what I keep hearing from the developers and the kind of the business community that that's all rallying behind this project, they keep saying, you know what? We're not hearing any opposition. We're not hearing, at least not strong opposition. You know, you get a little bit of token opposition, kind of far right, far left are opposed to subsidy, but nobody else really cares. And I think this is another example. Tonight, it'll pass very quickly. You probably won't even see very many stories in the news about it. And it just reaffirms, I think, to a lot of the people involved in this project that they're going to get, you know, they're going to get there. I will say, you know, I've been I've said all along that I think the Providence City Council is the one that needs to be the, you know, kind of the the line here and, and really force the hand of um, of the state to get more out of it. The one thing that works against the city is if everything else, if all the ducks are in a row, it's really hard to be the only one that says no. And so tonight they jump a, an easy hurdle. 
maybe in a month from now, you see the legislature kind of change the, the, the state law around tax breaks. And suddenly, you know, now a gun is kind of pointed at the head of the city council to say, hey, you got to get this done because everybody else has said yes so far, too. Folks, um, in today's Boston Globe, you can also read, I mean, the latest on that Nathan Carmen was arrested and then also uh, the latest on North Kingstown. I'm curious, uh, Dan McGowan, what would you think that this latest now, the fury of the leaked memo of the Supreme Court, what, what does that do? for the CD2 race. Uh, I saw that Alan Fung was interviewed by your colleague, but what does that do to the, the CD2 race that seemingly still, the dynamic doesn't seem to be changing between, you know, Seth Magaziner still being the front runner? Yeah, I think Seth Magaziner, uh, you know, I thought this could be an opening for a Joy Fox where, you know, you can really grab onto this issue and have command of it. You know, just as a woman, you can kind of lead the way. The challenge with it is, is that, Seth Magaziner, as we have talked about week after week, is he's doing all the things that the leader does in a race for like this. He's getting all the endorsements. You know, he's he, he's doing his job. He's raising all the money. Um, you know, for me, I still say I think this is a very winnable race for Alan Fung on the Republican side. I do think the Roe v. Wade thing complicates it a little bit. I think, you know, before, we, we if we hear of no leaked opinion – you know, this is not a major issue in the race. And, you know, Alan Fung doesn't have to kind of come up with a tortured response for how he feels. Now this becomes front and center. Now, you know, that conversation around, Trump, uh, you know, Fung being the, you know, the vote, uh, the, the deciding vote for speaker, which isn't true, but will be a talking point. Um, you know, now it, it becomes a little bit more relevant. This race becomes more about sort of the national picture at least that's what the democrats are going to want so i think it got a little murkier for alan fung i still say i i think alan fung is playing a smart game here that this this you know me you know me as the mayor of cranston um yes. i do think that message uh resonates pretty well he also uh you know bob lancia is basically running an invisible campaign at this point i notice he's not even responding to media i don't know what's up with that but uh i'm sure fung welcomes the fact that right now that he doesn't have to engage now dan mcgowan you also wrote a piece cat kerwood isn't seeking re-election but she has no regrets boy for someone as young as she is um came onto the city council she she made not always positive but she made a lot of news uh, for someone who had a relatively short term on the Providence City Council. Yeah, and John, as you know, the, the Providence City Council is usually a place where, you know, it's pretty sleepy. You have to be, you know, I, I covered them for 10 years. You, you know, you yep. have to be really into this to pay attention to kind of the individuals on the council. Kat Kerwin was different. She was uh, incredibly polarizing. You know, she she was a uh, a kind of a star, uh, you know, on the news and on radio because of her, you know, very strong leftist, she calls them leftist positions, whether it's the funding, the police Remember, she was out in front on uh, attempting to decriminalize oh, yeah. prostitution and the Columbus statue. She defended the, uh, the folks that, that, you know, poured red paint on it, things like that. So, you know, she knew how to find, uh, to how to gain attention even before she ran, by the way, she was on the cover of teen Vogue, Right. You know, in 2018 as a candidate. So she wow. knew how to seek out attention and, and get it. I remember meeting with her very early on and being very impressed with her uh, just as a, 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 a strictly from the politics. I said, all right, she's probably going to win a council seat. Uh, she did and has kind of burnt out. She's, uh, you know, she's about to finish law school and she says, I'm not going to run for reelection. Uh, you know, is pretty stubborn about kind of her positions, even ones where I think she misstepped, you know, that whole interaction where she was caught on video, uh, right. you know, it's saying that, you know, uh, she was going to call the police chief after an yeah. you know, issue at a bar. So she embarrassed herself there. It was, it was an yeah. act of immaturity. Um, you know, she doesn't see it that way. But what she does understand, and this is this, this shows, I think, a little bit of a level of growing up is she, she understands that she doesn't want to be the person on the city council who has, you know, whatever the extreme view of the moment is, that if it's not in, you know, if you can't get the votes, it doesn't really matter. And so right. she says, you know, I'm stepping down, I'm stepping away. One thing for listeners out there, you know, a lot of reaction that I got was, well, this is great news. The, 
you know, finally someone's coming to their senses and the voters would never have elected her. Let's be very clear. The Providence City Council is going to move extremely far to the left this year. You have, you know, four, five, six potential seats that are going to go to um, you know, people who, who self-identify as, you know, democratic socialists, uh, you already, you already have a couple on the council. So you have a chance to have, you know, seven, eight, nine, even potential, um, very far to the left council members, you know, who are going to support efforts to, you know, restrict police funding or, or defund as people hear, um, and so, you know, for all the folks that are celebrating, kind of dancing on the grave of Kat Kerwin, uh, as I said in the column, I think she may get the last laugh because uh, it won't be her up there voting, but it will be, you know, a, a potentially a majority of council members who are really far to the left. Dan McGowan, two final uh, fun items. Number one, it, it, it seemed like the city was alive, the uh, event you attended at the dunk the other night. Yeah, the WWE, we, we took our uh, little nephew, two nephews who are wonderful wow. kids and sold out. I mean, John, I, I was there for that Xavier PC basketball game, yeah. triple overtime. Uh, this was just as electric. Uh, different crowd, kids, you know, screaming their faces off, but uh, really good and good for the city because you did, you know, you saw everybody beforehand packing all the restaurants down there. And also, folks, great coverage. Uh, this Celtic team, this what a win the other night, two-two, and then now a huge game. Al Horford, I mean, just amazing last night, and great coverage in the Globe, folks. Do you hear us mention Roadmap? I start each day; it delivers right to my inbox. All you have to do right now, Dan McGowan, if you'd be so kind to extend the offer, anyone listening, folks, it could arrive tomorrow. Absolutely, uh, and and it w- it will arrive tomorrow morning if you uh, send me this blank email. Uh, send a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. You don't have to do anything else. I'll get it. I'll sign you right up, and you're going to get new coverage from me. Sometimes you get analysis. Sometimes you get you know a story you haven't seen elsewhere. You get all links, as John said, to all of the coverage, both in Rhode Island that the Globe is doing, and then nationally, sports, things going on regionally. So rinews at globe.com, and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. He's Dan McGowan. Dan, great job as always. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, John. See ya. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. You can clean out unwanted belongings. Maybe clean out your garage. Clean out your basement. Clean out your attic. Old toys, old things you don't even use anymore, old furniture. It's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home, and then they'll take it away when you're done, whether it's for a weekend, for a week, for a month. Brother's Disposal. Call Brother Roland today at 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother's Disposal today, whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings. Get a dumpster in your driveway or business. Brother's Disposal, 401 688 517.